Welcome to Silicon Valley Momentum, where advisor and author Roland Siebeling talks all things tech startups and brings you interviews with founders across the world. Now, here's your host. Spot new opportunities. This is what you were always good at as a founder, and this is the last step in leading your company through the crisis. Hello startup founders, hello startup leaders. I am Roland Siebelink and I am your scale-up ally for tech founders. This is episode number six of our series of leading your startup through a crisis. In previous episodes, we've talked about the need to communicate on a day-by-day basis, to reassess your reality, to instruct your people clearly, to sustain the business through the crisis and less favorable financials, to inspire positive action after you've done that. And then finally, in this last episode, how to spot new opportunities. That's what we wanna talk about today. And we want to talk about that in four different buckets. One is to start pitching the renewed business opportunity. Don't stick with the old script, but understand how things have changed and what the new business opportunity really looks like. Don't be tone deaf and try to pretend as if nothing has changed. Second, sharpen that unique business model. So understand very well where to focus and where to get the biggest bang for your buck, the biggest impact with maybe reduced resources that you currently can spend. The third, very opportunistically, benefit from the buyer's market that's out there now. So what discounts can you get? What people can you recruit and so forth? And finally, look very carefully Are there opportunities for consolidation? I know for a fact that many of your competitors are not as smart as you are, so they must be behind and there must be ways for you to take advantage of that. Let's discuss that in this episode. First of all, we want to pitch a renewed business opportunity. Now, every founder who's watching this video and who's gotten their startup to a certain level has of course learned to pitch very effectively, but It's also true that over time we kind of get stuck in a script and in a vision that we may believe in, we may have told ourselves to believe in, but that may have gotten a little bit um, old, a little bit um, old fashioned maybe, or maybe even tone deaf for the current climate where a lot of things have really changed. So my advice is really go back to basics and try to understand uh, what the very core is that you're pitching start from a concrete customer not just this is the market and this is our total available uh, customer base no this is about concrete customers that still today benefit from the product that you have available go back to the very core of product market fit so understand what is the purpose why you started the company we talked about that in the last episode how does that match to a certain need that the customer has and is willing to pay for and how did that match to the specific competences that you have built up as a startup what you're best in the world at and then based on that value proposition you can affirm your growth focus or at this stage your profit focus Now, every company, of course, wants to and grow and be profitable, but I do think that it's important at this stage to start signaling what you prioritize. Is it more important to keep growing at all costs like you probably did before the crisis hit? Or is it more important to 
maintain the level of profitability and then to grow as hard as you can with that constraint? Or is it even important to focus on profit only because your economics have changed and you think you may not be able to raise money from venture capital again? Second, sharpen that unique business model. So we've already talked about profit versus revenue. And what that actually drives is a uh, look at focusing the business. So I am imagining that most businesses will not be able to pick the growth at all cost model anymore. They have to look at least at a certain level of gross profit, maybe profit after marketing and sales, maybe even operating profit. And the thing with profit is that your business looks a lot less attractive across all these segments and channels and products that you serve from a profit basis than from a revenue basis. Um, I would always say from a revenue basis, everything looks attractive. Even if it adds 5% of revenue to the cake, you still don't want to give it up. But now when you look at it from a profit perspective and you use a waterfall chart that's available on our crisis page, then you will see that maybe that 5% of revenue is representing 25% of the cost. In other words, it's causing you 20% losses. So that is the kind of analysis I want you to start doing to see is there a certain area in our business that we spend a lot of time and money on that's really not worth our time and money. So look at that from different perspectives, core customer segments, core products, core channels and core geographies. I will bet you that in every single one of those categories, if you have multiple of them, there's going to be one that's driving most of the profit. There's one that's kind of on the edge and there's one that's a huge loss driver. Why in this situation would you still want to keep funding that? Third, benefit from a buyer's market. We've already talked in the reassessing reality episode about the possibility to lock in supplier discounts. Many suppliers themselves are in dire straits right now. And so there is an opportunity to typically renegotiate a contract and say, well, what if I sign for another year or even two years, would I be able to get a substantial discount? And of course, especially if you can pay some cash upfront, that would be even more beneficial to that supplier. Second, look at the market of talent. A lot of talent was not available before the crisis. Now, in many countries, much, much talent has gone onto the market and is actively looking for a new position. Great people are available. Why not take advantage of that? Maybe even you're able to lock them in at a more reasonable rate than some of them would have asked before. Third, of course, is competitors who haven't been as smart as you, who haven't prepared and adapted that well, will often um, have gone into dire straits themselves or may even have gone bankrupt. So what happens with all these clients? Or if this competitor is just rumored to have problems, maybe those clients are ready to jump anyway. So why not attack those clients and try to persuade them to come over to your company, the beacon of stability and the best solution for a future-proof relationship? Finally, and the marketers will love to hear this, this is where advertising can come in again. I know that in the beginning, in the communicate and reassess reality in the instruct episode, I said, this is not the time to be aggressive with your marketing. It's actually the typical thing to cut. 
But once you've gone through sustaining the business and you are at a better cost level, now is the time to start your marketing campaigns again with new messages. Don't just re reuse what you had before the crisis because the world has changed and take advantage of the fact that there's far fewer people advertising right now. So your messages will be heard much better. Now, finally, let's talk a little bit more about the competition. We've already seen that many of these competitors will not have been as smart as you. They may not have seen this video. They may not have looked at other sources and therefore let's assume some of them are behind you. How can you take advantage of that? Well, first of all, be aggressive in attacking them, their clients, attacking their customer base and seeing if they would not come over to your offering. But second, is it maybe possible to acquire one of these competitors? The first option would be a geo expansion. So is there like a semi-competitor that's more active in another country that has more of a foothold in uh, a place where you're not that active? Well, this is the time to buy them on the cheap and to say, well, why don't you become part of our company? And we uh, work with this together without too much integration difficulty, typically because you each have your own focus. The third would be acquiring key resources. So this would be if there's a piece in your technology stack that's missing or a certain um, sales approach that you would need to have. This is the time to buy a company that has that resource and that was probably able to sell it on the cheap because the alternative is often that they do not survive at all. And finally, rivalry reducing mergers. So what if in your home market or home markets, there's a competitor that's not doing so well that is in dire straits. They're probably going to be open to a reasonable buyout offer, especially if you're the only company that's really in a position to offer money. Many investors will also be able to support that with another round of financing specifically for market consolidation because they know that there's so much economic benefit of having fewer competitors in the market and thereby having more pricing powers. So there are lots of opportunities in this post-crisis timeframe. Of course, you do first have to lead your company through the crisis. And as we said in previous episode, that's all about communicating daily, reassessing reality, instructing your people very well, sustaining the business through the crisis, then inspiring positive action, and then spotting all these new opportunities that I've talked about today. Now, for further help, go to our website, rolandsiebling.com crisis, where you will find all these videos, as well as all the resources I've mentioned, the crisis team action plan, the one page crisis bridging plan, as well as the waterfall chart model that we mentioned in this episode to help lead your startup through the crisis and to be most successful in taking it through that crisis all the way to beyond. Thank you so much and uh, be in touch when you have any questions. Like what you heard? Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Tune in next time for more tech news and interviews with some of the brightest minds in tech today.